science fans, it's Mrs. Corbett here, and I'm going to teach my husband some GCSE science. I'm the husband on a science podcast. Sugar, we're going down swinging. Very good, very good. I like that song. Is your favourite element a metal? No. Right. That slims it down quite a lot. It does. If only I knew which ones were metals and which ones weren't. <laughs> well, today we're learning that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the periodic table day. Woo! That's what we're learning today. We're it's learning the, about... It's the most wonderful time of the It's not. Um, okay, so elements are, uh-huh. are ordered on the periodic table. They are, into groups and periods. They are, and it is... Do you know how the elements are ordered? Like, why that? Why, why or how? They're two different how, questions. How? By their... By their atomic number. Yes. So they're ordered by their atomic number. But you might notice it's not a square. There's like tall columns, yep. like chunk in the middle. Um, they are. All, it's called the periodic table because they are arranged into... Um, I find it strangely aesthetically pleasing, the periodic table. It, it is one of the most copied shapes mm. out there. It's um, so organised. Yeah. Um, so It's like OCD dream. Yeah. I mean, it's called the periodic table because the properties of the elements happen at relative periods. They happen periodically. Uh-huh. Um, they happen. They occur at regular intervals. intervals. So it is arranged by it goes in order of atomic number. So that's our proton number. Yeah. They also are grouped together by their properties and similarities. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got groups. Yeah. That go We're- down the columns and. That's about how many shells. No, that's about how many um, electrons there are in the outer shell. Good. So all of the group one elements will have one, one electron, electron in, in the outer, outer shell. shell. And because of that, they all are quite similar. Gotcha. So they'll be put together. So we've got group one, group two. We'll talk about those two groups separately in a minute. And then we've got this big chunk in the middle that doesn't have a number. Right. And then we've got group three, group four, group five, group six, group seven, and group eight or zero, depending on what period period table you're looking at. Okay. Um, there are the rows across are called periods, and that's the number of shells each atom has. Yep. Yeah. Um, so before the discovery of protons, neutrons, electrons, we knew that these like chemicals and elements existed. Okay, some of them had different names, like potassium used to be called potash. Um, uh, before oxygen was discovered, they thought everything that burned contained something called phlogiston. Mm. Yeah, so they've they've been discovered periodically over time due to experimental things. Um, and they used to be in order, like before what we've got now, they used to be in order of their atomic weight. But then we realised that when they were in the order of the atomic weight, they were in slightly the wrong places because they weren't chemically similar. So, for example, if you look at the periodic table, I don't know if it'll show on this, if you look at the periodic table, um, argon has a mass of 40 and potassium has the atomic mass of 39. So if we were going in order of their atomic masses or their atomic weights they would be the other way around. Sure. And argon is nothing like the other alkali metals. So they used to be like that. Earliest periodic tables were literally just lists of elements. Um, someone called Dalton started doing symbols for the first time. There, and he started putting things in order 
of the of three triads. So he put like group three of them together and gave them symbols for the first time. And then there was this guy called Newlands and he had columns that went down um, in groups of eight. It was called the Order of the Octet. So he grouped each eight element with each other. But the problem there was every eight didn't necessarily mean that they had similar properties. And then this guy called Mendeleev came along or Mendeleev, Dmitry Mendeleev. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Mendeleev, Mendeleev. And he literally had a list of the periodic table of a list of all the elements that were known and their masses that were known. And he kind of played, he kind of played a game on a train. He had all the cards of all the elements, kind of like he was playing top trumps. And he started to organise them via their similarities and by their atomic weights that were known at the time. And then he thought, this one goes with this group over here. And so he organised them by their atomic weights and by their similarities. And then he started to do something that no one had done before. He started leaving gaps going, there must be an element that fits in here. Right. So I'm going to take you to aluminium. So he accepted the knowledge he didn't have. Yeah. Mm. So he predicted gallium, the one below aluminium. He said there must be a metal here. That Pretty wa- obvious one, though. That, that, weigh- <laughs> that weighs about this much and has a- these certain properties. And then it was discovered. I suppose by doing that as well, they can go, oh, you think there's one of those? Should we look for it then? Mm-hmm. Then you can look for it. Now, oh, students cool. remember, they answer really well. Mendeleev left gaps in his periodic table. That's what was different about his periodic table. What people forget to then add onto their answer is he then predicted what went in that sure, space. Yeah. He still arranged it by atomic weight, which was a mistake. Then we organised it by atomic mass. Now we organise it by atomic number. But this shape was all Dmitry Mendeleev. Mm. Okay. You might notice we've got this little offcut at the bottom of the lanthosides and anthosides. They are a large group, but they would make the periodic table too wide. So we don't include them and we sort of shorten it up. Okay. Yep. Now... It is arranged into metals and non-metals. Okay, the metals are on the left. The non-metals are on the right. Can you see this line going down here like a stepladder? Yeah. So the majority of the periodic table on the left are metals. Mm. Okay. Everything on the right is a non-metal. Yep. Okay. Group one, alkali metals. We'll talk about why that is in another episode. Group two, alkali earth metals. They're like a hippier version of the alkali metals. Not as hard hitting, a little bit softer. Mm. Okay, this big chunk in the middle that doesn't have a group is called the transition metals. They are very interesting. They're the more stable metals that we have, less reactive, like your coppers, your nickels, that kind of thing. They're your hard metals. Kind of stuff you make coins out of. Yep, and they also produce different colours and different, they have different oxidation states. So they're very, very, very useful. Sorry, I had a cramp in my leg. Um, And then we got these non-metals over here, and most of the non-metals are gases at room temperature. Everything else pretty much is solid on the room temperature. There are only two liquids on the whole of the periodic table and only one letter missing. I give you the floor. Two liquids, go. Two liquids at room temperature. Yeah. Mercury. Correct. And right, what I'm going to do then for the folks listening at home on the edge of their seats, I'm going to find mercury. Uh, Can you tell me what it is? HG. Mercury is HG. I'm pretty sure. Of course it is. Where is it? It's down here somewhere. Mm, Oh, yeah. Right. I found Mercury. Um, Oh, goodness. I don't know. (laughs) Um, 
I'll give you a clue. Oh, 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 iodine. Oh, it's just below that. Astatine. It's just, no. Bromine. Bromine is the only other. That's above. Let me guess, it's upside down, the periodic table. Yeah, you're right. Bromine's above iodine. Sorry, that's yeah. an absolute goof from me. Um, iodine's a solid at room temperature. Is it? Yeah. Um, we mostly have it in liquid form, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why. Mercury and bromine. Are the only liquids on the periodic table, yeah. And there's one letter missing. Mm-hmm. D. Nope. E. Nope. J. Correct. Now, let's talk to you about these symbols. Why do we use symbols? Why do we for the for the for the elements? Why is magnesium Mg? Why is sodium Na? Why is why do we have those? Why I'm, I imagine to make it universal language. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Do you remember when I had? Um, do you remember when we had really bad indigestion on holiday that time in Spain? Yeah. Go into any pharmacy and write Mg CO3 and they'll know I need some magnesium carbonate to settle the old indigestion, that kind of thing. They're mostly derived from Latin. So if you find iron on here, which is in the middle somewhere there. Fe. Fe, ferrous. Iron is a ferrous metal. Lead. Pb. Pb. Now, how do I know that? What did lead used to be used for but isn't now? Everything. Paint. Pencils, mm-hmm. um, probably like paracetamol. Mm-hmm. Um, in your bathroom? Yep, it was used in my bathroom. Baths. Taps. Close. Water. They drank lead instead of water back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, lead was used for the pipes. Sure. Um, PB is Latin for plum bum. Oh. And who would have been installing your lead pipes? A plumber. A plumber. Plumber. That's how a plumber gets their name. Someone that works with lead with pipes. With PBs. Yeah. Oh. Um, so a lot of this. And then some of them, some of the, like, some of them were named after the element. Some of them were named after famous people. So Mendeley got his own element, hmm. uh, which lasted about two seconds because it was insanely radioactive. So all these ones at the bottom generally are named after famous scientists. You have to be insanely famous yeah. and done a huge contribution to get one named after you have you got one not yet but not yet. whenever i do radioactivity i pretend i do um <laughs> cesium what would Caesar, you call it um corbettium uh, hey science fansium <laughs> yeah oh my god that's actually awesome um there's rutherfordium he's got one curium marie curie yeah marie curie jj got, got one. one i don't think so actually Bor got one borillium Bor- there is a borium Oh, Borium, uh, not Borillium. Berkelium, named after Berkeley University. Americurium, just the whole of America took that one. Sure. Neptunium. As you would. Thorium, because like the gods. Um, Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> some of these are made up. Samuri- Samurium. Samurillium, that's the... Um, no, Samurai's discovered that one. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, Nobelium, uh, as in Arthur Nobel. But it's, so yeah, oh. um, that's it really for periodic table. Cool. All right. So it's it's arranged by groups similar structures. And periods. They're all similar structures. Do you know what this? Oh, a couple of names of groups. Sorry, we had alkali metals, alkali earth, transition metals. I forgot to name the other two. You need sure, to know. Sure. Sure. Group seven. Yeah. Halogens. Halogens. Group eight or zero. Yeah. Noble gases okay. used to be known as the inert gases. Uh huh. Inert means doesn't react, right? Yeah, but they actually managed to get xenon and radon to react under very specific conditions, so they changed them to noble gases. Cool. Do you know why these are unreactive? 
incredibly stable. Yeah, they've got full outer shells. Full outer shells. Remember, electrons are the yeah. reason why stuff reacts. They don't need to react with anything. They've got everything they ever need. Cool. It, so this periodic table that you've got this time is color-coded. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, they should all look like that. They shouldn't be black and white with numbers everywhere. They should all look exactly the same. Yeah, this is the problem. There's quite a lot of artistic license taken. Mm, yeah. And in exams, they give you a black and white one. So can blame Athena for that. Sure. All right. What's next time? Uh, we're going to look at the groups in more detail. Wicked. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.